You're listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Welcome in, everyone, to the 77th AntsMarching.org podcast. Yes, that's right. 77 of these things. Unbelievable. My name is Jake, and joining me is Joe M, and that can only mean one thing. That means, yes, Matt is on assignment. On assignment. On assignment. Where is Matt, actually? Joe, Joe, how are you, by the way? I'm good, good. How are you, Jake? I, I can't complain. We're recording this on a Monday evening. It's the 27th of June, a little later than we usually do, and unfortunately, we're not podcasting. Uh, I'm sorry, periscoping. we're not uh, periscoping. <laughs> if we're not podcasting, what are we doing right now, Jake? <laughs> we're just sitting around, really. We're not doing anything. Now. We're not periscoping this evening. We had a, a little uh, technical glitch with the flux capacitor, so unfortunately that uh, was unable to occur. But anyway, we are here, and yes, Matt is on assignment. Do you want to tell everyone where Matt is? I mean, it is a little bit confidential. You think we can tell people? I mean, it's, nobody's listening, really. I mean, we're all friends anyway, all right, so well, we can go ahead. We can just talk just amongst us two. He is actually in Britain right now negotiating part of the Brexit. So, yes. yeah, he is deep, deep into that. Special assignment by Bernie, I think. Am I right? Bernie sent him out there? I believe so because, you know, he's really tight with the Bernster. So uh, yep. he's over there trying to negotiate because, you know, Matt's very um, inclusive. He likes to share, and that's just his thing. Yep. You know, it's just, you know, we don't judge. We, we just love him the way he is. Yep. So he's so good, he's, good for him. He's deep in there. We're hoping we can pull him out. You know, I think he's, he's ha- he thinks he can have that whole thing wrapped up in about a couple days. I would think so. You know, he's got a great Cockney uh, accent. <laughs> if you see Matt at the show next time, ask him to do a little Michael Caine for you. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Speaking of Michael Caine and alcoholics, um, what are you drinking there, Joe M? Mm, mm, mm. Let me see if you can tell what type of liquor I have or alcohol I have this time. So I'm just going to pour pour a little. Oh, oh. I hear the foam. I heard it foaming up very nicely. That is a Coors Light. <laughs> Okay, um, Heineken light. So you oh. you you're you're close. You're just just a little bit off. Um, yep, I'm enjoying a little hotel uh, uh, Heineken light. What about you, Jake? What do you got? Uh, I'm trying something again from Florida, as I oftentimes do. This is from I've never had this one before. Saltwater Brewery, which is located in Delray Beach, Florida. That's on the East Coast, uh, over near Boca and uh, Fort Lauderdale, kind of that area, a little south of um, West Palm Beach if you're heading down that way. So you can kind of keep your eye out for that if you go there. This is called Screamin' Reels IPA. It has a picture of a gigantic fish on there that looks like a mackerel almost. But I'm going to see if I can pop this sucker and get it right. Let's see. Ooh, oh. yes. That's a good sound. Oh, standby to standby. Hang on. <laughs> we gotta get it. We got to get the sample, get the live sample. Wow. Good. Look at look at that. That's got a nice little finish to it. Did you just finish the whole thing in one gulp? I just finished the entire thing in one gulp. Wow. So it's on to beer number two right now. Right. <laughs> you want to tell us about that one? <laughs> exactly. So we're going to have one beer for every show this week, and then we're going to be a mess at the end of this podcast. Wow. It's going to be great. No, we can't do that because there were actually four shows this week. That's right. And remind four. us, what is the drinking word? The drinking word is, of course, inconceivable. It would be inconceivable for you not to mention that. 
it would be inconceivable indeed and and apparently that's taking off like crazy because people are just tweeting at, <laughs> at ants at the at ants marching um making us drink they're turning yeah, just, us into alcoholics exactly like in the middle of the day i'm like oh my god i gotta go grab a drink this is crazy <laughs> but yes yeah, so there are four shows this week of course the highlight of uh the week was camden which was the first two night stand but we don't want to shortchange the other shows so let's start off in order and we'll take it with the first show right outside of new york city uh, on the island and that was at jones beach yeah jones beach it's a unique venue if no one it has not everyone's been there before i've seen pictures right on overlooking the water like literally the stage is in the water and there's no way for like the band to even get backstage they have to like walk along the side of the pavilion essentially to get to the backstage area it is that kind of like island off as you said jake um and it used to be a dry venue um where you couldn't have any liquor or any any alcohol but i I think they've since changed that uh, they came to their senses and how much money they were probably losing exactly i mean there's a profit to be made i i I get the fact that you want to be a state park and all that fun stuff but you know the the reality is you're literally giving away millions of dollars (laughs) just (laughs) just from the dmb concert let alone the other concerts pretty much that's that's exactly that's exactly it um a lot of people were kind of wondering how they were going to start off if this was going to be sort of a prelude leading up to the the two night stand so I think people were kind of thinking if there was going to be some debuts uh, dropping in. There were not, actually. There were no mm-hmm. debuts. Um, the songs that were played that were the least played this year were um, Rooftop, which is was only the third play mm-hmm. of the year. Mm-hmm. Digging a Ditch, which I still like a lot, uh, was played for the fifth time. And, and this one kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, Watchtower for that show, Jones Beach, that was only the fourth play of the year. Wow interesting but of all the stats that i just kind of was looking at the show i said oh wow you know there's ants marching you know i know that song i know a website that that sounds like that (laughs) um that's only the sixth time this year at jones beach that ants marching was played and it has not been played since spoiler alert in case you're looking forward to it later on in the um discussion shows it it was not so this is sort of a, a trend we've seen with some uh, immensely popular songs, um, one that we'll get into much later, which includes Two Step. Kind of a, a different strategy, it seems like, from the band this year, right, Joe? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's refreshing, um, and mixing it up and not seeing the same stuff. I mean, I'm not going to complain about not seeing Ants, okay? I, I mean, I will take, if they're going to play a song all the time, I can hear Ants. And they, they, they've done a good job kind of mixing it up to some degree. It's, you know, it hasn't gotten too, too different, but I will take that. But for a song that I believe is their number one played song of all, if you take in all songs, highest play count, highest performance count, and it's marching, um, to now be only played, you know, five, six times, that's pretty surprising this, this deep in the tour. This has got to be one of the lightest tours in a long time for ants specifically. Yeah. yeah, we we discussed that a little bit before and and you know historically you can go back to 1998 was one where they didn't play it a lot and one of the shows in the 2000s and I forgot it last time we talked about it a couple weeks ago and wouldn't you know it I forgot it again. Um but it's happened before. It's not very often. But yeah, it, it does. You know, Joe, I kind of like this show. There's a there's a lot I actually like about this show. I'll a lot, lot. Yeah. And and if you just kind of, if you head over to, to antsmarching.org, um, 
and you go over to Tour Central, you can click on the show, and we have this neat little graph that the, the experts design. It's called Show Flow, and it kind of gives you an idea of what people were kind of thinking through the show. And the show flow for this show remains pretty consistent and pretty high. I, I kind of dig that. I, I realize that they played uh, Death in the High Seas, and, and that's generally been a downer for everybody. But I'm still high on that song, um, no pun intended. And I dig it. I dig everything about the show. I think I, I really like it, especially that sort of mid-set grade street that we've been missing lately. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it actually has a really good middle. Um, crush, Dig in a Ditch, Don't Drink the Water, Gray Street, Gravedigger. I mean, that's a really, really, really good middle. Interesting to see Gravedigger, you know, going into Bismarck versus something like uh, Big Eyed Fish. Yeah. Um, so a little bit different. And, you get, and as you mentioned, you know, the uh, rooftop not that well, not that often played. Ants marching not that often played. Along the Watchtower not that often played. And the Granny Opener. Granny Opener is pretty darn fun. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's a. It's a pretty good shit. They did cut songs again. Um, they had uh, you and me and Rapunzel on the set list, if I remember correctly. That did not make did not make the show. So um, I don't know if that would change your opinion at all. Not really. I mean, I'm. I'm not. I'm certainly not a you and me hater like some people are. Um, I still love Rapunzel. I just think it's a fun song. You know, it's it's weird. I remember a couple of years ago at uh, Jones Beach. It may have been last year, actually. I believe it was last year. Uh, that was the show that Dave and Stefan both arrived late. They were both in Yellowstone and flew in uh, for the show. Yellowstone, which is nowhere close to New York City. And they were kind of late getting to the venue, and, and Dave discussed that. And they, Dave went on very late for the acoustic uh, portion, hmm. like almost at 9 o'clock, which was very, very late for, for the starting. Right. So I, I don't remember what time they went. They took the stage in Jones Beach, but I wonder if that's sort of like a make an, an odd tra- yeah, trend of, yeah. of trying of being being late. The show is, I mean, the location's definitely strange. Not very convenient for them. No, um, it's to it's, have like a whole not... backstage area where they can kind of hang out and lounge, and then just walk their way to, to the stage afterwards. It's not not really that convenient. And really, I mean, there's never a good time to drive around the greater tri-state area when it's close to rush hour so you know it's just there's really never a good time unless you have a concert like 3 a.m there's really there's really nothing that's good about that there's only one thing joe i didn't really like about the show and it's not really a mark against the song um and they've done this in the past but grave digger gets a drum intro and i feel that half the crowd expects it to be say, say goodbye, goodbye. Mm, yes I, that's me that's me yep well i mean i know that there's like three songs that they do that intro for or less, but there's a lot but mainly right. three big songs and yes everyone's hopeful that it's say goodbye so no matter what happens as, as soon as tim starts to get that little guitar and you realize what it is there's like a collective groan from the crowd and it's not fair and i and i know for some God awful reason. Gravedigger actually has a negative um, rating. Really, everybody and I. The song won a freaking Grammy for God's sakes. I mean, the Grammys are shit. No fun. <laughs> no offense, but I mean, not to sugarcoat still, it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But wow, it is. You're right. It, well, it's it's essentially almost zero. It's just barely below the line. Yeah, but I mean, come on, people. Really, I mean, Gravedigger is a really smart song. That's that the is kind surprising. of song you want to. 
you want Dave to write story songs. You can't be down on Gravedigger. That's the second worst song of the show, rating-wise, you know, from just people that are voting. Death in the High Seas, which, you know, I think, Jake, you and I have been very vocal. We don't get why people hate it so much. It, it, right. you know, I, I know it's, oh, it's slow, darn. You know, we've, you Play know, something old yeah, and slow. slow. Yeah. No, old and new. slow is better than new and slow. Um, but, yeah, the second word, Gravedigger, that is surprising to me. That it's yeah. not getting that much love. Yeah, it's just it's very strange. The show flow uh, ended up at forty seven percent. It's probably a little lower than I thought it was. Average review three point eight six. But something we talk about often is we sort of uh, us talking about Joe and, and me and Matt. We tend to think that basically four is the cutoff. Anything below four is a show that kind of dips toward the below average side. Mm-hmm. I. Thoroughly disagree mm. with that rating. I, I actually like this show a lot. Yeah, and and it, it, it really is definitely the high seas, and I guess seven and and Gravedigger the ones that are pulling it down. I think um, if people just gave Gravedigger a little bit more love, it would be above a four. Yeah, I, it's just it's very very strange. But there's a show that's way above a four, and that is in a very new venue, and that is at Lakeview Amphitheater in Syracuse, New York, and did that you, was played the very next day. Did you see the photos from that venue? Gorgeous, it, ridiculous. It is again uh, another kind of on the water venue, um, but the way it's set up, it, you know, it's it's facing uh, I guess north there, and the sun is setting obviously in the west and it's right over the water and we we posted an instagram picture that is I, I haven't seen a better sunset picture in general let alone from a concert i know the gorge is pretty pretty darn good for sunsets um but syracuse man oof, that was that was that was beautiful um and it's just brand new um pretty nice setup um the pit was very roomy plenty of room it's always a good thing um but I think I think they'll come back. I think I, don't, I think they'll come back. And if the show is anything, you think that's an indicator? I I would I would hope so because the, the show was great. I mean, and it was really, a sellout. And it was a sellout. It was fantastic. And and like you said, the the amphitheater got just rave reviews from everyone. Everyone absolutely loved the place. Mm-hmm. It was good. There were a couple songs that were played only for the second time once again no debuts as we're trending toward that first two night stand i think people are kind of going all right what's going on here you thought you'd maybe bust out a song just to kind of warm up and play in a couple days Mm -hmm. no there were two songs that were played for the second time everybody's favorite shake me like a monkey that you know everyone's been holding up their signs play shake me (laughs) play 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 please play play it Uh, no that's never happened but they do have signs for line our graves and Lionel Graves was played for the second time. Mm-hmm. Surprising, only for the second time. Very surprising. Again, one of the classics that uh, you'd expect to see a lot higher play count at this point, and it doesn't. You know, only two times, and um, you know we're missing reprise some of the times. You know, it's it's uh, you know it's a little bit surprising. Yeah, it is. You know, that reminds me. I don't know why, but you know, seeing Lionel Graves played uh, in kind of that area of New York reminds me of the, you remember the video from uh, the Away From The World DVD? Uh, Lionel Graves is on there from SPAC. And I think you were there, Joe, if I'm not mistaken. And toward the end, Dave like starts laughing and he like tells a story afterwards. There was a guy standing there and like a beach ball hit him in the head and told the story. They left it in. I don't know why, but 
Every to me, every time I see something lying our graves like up that area, New York area, yeah, it just makes me think of that video. <laughs> the makes beach me ball, laugh. Dave, exactly. Dave, Dave, just making, making, just can't can't hold back some laughter from laughing at a fan getting hit in the head. <laughs> exactly, you know, you think that they're up there, you know, just singing to the world and not like looking at anything, mm-hmm. and then and then something like a guy getting hit with a beach ball completely throws him <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> just, you figure he sees a lot of stuff, but a beach ball, he just that must be like it's like a it's like a fart joke, you know. It just it's Dave's Dave's uh, kryptonite make them, it, make them fall apart. Exactly. There was a guest that appeared there, and it was a uh, Syracuse, I guess, sort of native ish. Uh, Sam uh, Kinninger was there. He guested way back in '09. Um, as well, and he played on what would you say? And then just out of nowhere, I mean, look at the set closer. Who would have saw this coming? Jimmy thing into sexy MF. I'm wow, wow, he's so original. I mean, really, I mean, people must have just been floored they played those two. <laughs> and, and Sam played on the saxophone, um, yes, for those that yeah. don't know, but for, yeah, forgot to mention that. Yes, he is yeah, a the saxophone. saxophonist, saxophonist. Um, again, Rapunzel was set to close the set, and they just end with Jimmy Thing, Sexy Motherfucker. Like, Jimmy Thing, Sexy Motherfucker is like the accidental clo- like set closer, it seems like. It just always just happens that way. They're like, yeah, this will just end on this one. You know what? Yeah, well, yeah, we have Drive In, Drive Out. Uh, yeah, we have Rapunzel. Yeah, we'll just stay with Jimmy. Yeah, that'll, that'll be good. And, and, and as far as set closers go, it's pretty weak. You know, people have fun though. That's the that's the difficult part I have here. Is and and Coffin actually posted a video. I don't know if you saw this. He posted a video on Instagram of the crowd crowd singing along to Jimmy Thing. I, I almost took that as a you know trying to hype up Jimmy Thing. Maybe given some of the some of the response lately. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have fun. You know, people have fun with it. Like. I actually asked, you know, on the lawn, um, what was the reaction? I asked some people, what was the reaction? And the reaction is everyone freaking is happy and singing and and, and 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 happy about it. So that's the that's the tough part. Is it's it's one of these I think is 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 pretty torn down the middle of some people that go to a lot of concerts are just getting a little bit tired of it, and those that you know go to one or two concerts, you know, they're happy to get Jimmy thing. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where, well, they already started playing. It's not like they're going to stop it once True. they start it. It might as well, you know. True. It's like my grandfather used to say, you know, if you're going to go balls out, you might as well take your dick out of your pants. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to have to like get a rating on this one? This is this is this, is, this, is this one's gotten this has gotten way out of control. If this one if this one sees the light of day, that'll be that'll be surprising. I think yes, the the uh, the auditors are going to be all over this one. Yes, this is this is going to be a tough one. But yeah. anyway, there were some Censored. things I liked about this show, Joe, and I'm sure you liked them as well. And and I was very happy to see. Uh, what we would classify as the rarities pop back in, and that would be Sugar Will, which was played uh, rather early in the set, and mm-hmm. then Break Free, Matt's yeah. favorite. Um, Matt loves Break Free. Loves Break Free. He's probably in England now, in, in in what used to be the UK, in England, trying to get everyone to sing Break Free. Break Free. I, and I, I also heard they have really good tattoo prices in England, and he's trying to get a Break He went all the way out there to get a Break Free tattoo also. Exactly. Exactly. Dump on the day, as they say. <laughs> but I um, love. I love. Um, I was happy to see it. It's. It seems to be like hit or miss. Only how many are we at now? Five shows, I think. Um, that Blake Freeze, Break Freeze, been played. Yeah, ju- just five times, and you know, 
we've seen songs pop up. We saw Shotgun pop up and everyone got really excited. And we saw Idea You pop up and everybody got really excited and those have gone away. Right. Um, yet Break Free has remained. It remained, so, but not that not that frequently played. And not to, you know, foreshadow too much, but Camden, two night stand, you're thinking, Well, you know, I, I haven't heard Break Free in a long time. You know, I'm gonna get it one of the two nights. Right. No break free. No break free. So Just, it's still like got some you know specialty to it. It's not like, hey, it's gonna be played every other show you go to two night stand you're going to hear it it is still something that people are going to have to hunt for if you haven't if you haven't got it as part of your um you know your your show stats your song stats the thing i did not like joe is something we already talked about i just let's move jimmy thing up let's put it in the middle of the set i really i would wouldn't mind seeing it open i really wouldn't it wouldn't bug me I mean, I I wouldn't bug me either, but I think the band probably feels like it's too good to be an opener, and I, I don't know what that exactly means, but... Well, they're wrong. <laughs> I know they're wrong, but that, that's, I mean, that would be amazing, you know, just to, just to get that opener, because, yeah, you, you know there's so much more to come from that point. And it's like a shake me, same kind of thing with shake me. It's like, all right, well, if I have to choose, I'd rather get it to be an opener. I probably don't want either an opener or closey for shake me, but... Jimmy, let's do it. Yeah, let's move it up. Come on. Let's Bring move it up. Sign. Play Jimmy early. <laughs> uh, open open with and, Jimmy. Yes, open with Jimmy. <laughs> Chant that. And, 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 keep, and, and keep holding that sign after the opener. Exactly. <laughs> play it now. Just have, just bring a sign with just like uh, open with Jimmy and then flip it over. Play it now. Just hold it up now, now. <laughs> Don't end with it, damn it. Play Jimmy the last song. Play the last song to Jimmy. Exactly. This show did very well with fans, and, and rightfully so. It seemed like it was a, a really good set. And also, that rarity factor uh, of the uh, co- uncommonly played songs plays in nicely with the um, Ants crowd, which obviously tends toward more of the uh, quote-unquote hardcore fan. I mean, let's, let's face it. If you're listening to us right now on your drive into work or drive home from work, you're probably a hardcore fan you don't even realize it the, sh- the show flow uh, we'll get you we'll send we'll send you help exactly we we're here to help that's why we're here uh the show flow ended up being 53 percent, which is which is pretty good um I, I don't know if we've actually figured out a way to put some sort of metric on where the numbers go from good to not good we're still kind of working our way through that as i talked about with the um average review we tend to think that anything above four is pretty good well this average review was very high it's at 4.47 which is pretty smoking pretty smoking you know what's else interesting about the show flow just related to jimmy is that you'd think jimmy thing and sexy mf would probably get the same rating you know kind of one song right yeah sexy mf actually trends lower than jimmy not crazy. I mean, I mean, that's and that's like the brand new part of the song. Yeah, it's and, pe- just, and it's already getting a lower rating than Jimmy. And that's, I, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, that, I don't, you know, that it's already kind of out of favor. Favor. Yeah, and that's when we're talking about attended users. I mean, the people just watching just just bomb sexy MF because they're so sick of it. Mm-hmm. But but even the people there are kind of like, okay, let's not. Let's not get carried away with this thing. Right. They're like, okay, Jimmy thing, we've we've got it. Let next song, let's get let's not cut let's not cut Rapunzel 
for sexy MF. Which is probably 120% of the people feel that way as well. I know. I liked yeah. um, the poll that you had leading into Camden. Yes, to Camden, the the first two night stand, and we had an exciting poll. Uh, if you didn't, if you don't follow us on on Twitter, then shame on you. You really should because we are just full of information. <laughs> and uh, and our our poll that we released was which night do you think will close with Jimmy thing? Will it be night one, night two, or both? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, shockingly, it was pretty close. It was like. 37 35 and then 28% said oh yeah they're going to play both nights <laughs> which I, is like a which is like a protest vote and i love that neither the none of the choices were neither night <laughs> exactly cuz 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 you know it's not going to happen and spoiler alert guess what they ended with night 2 jimmy they thing ended, they ended with jimmy thing you know right. it's 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 not that difficult but here we go we're heading into the first uh two night stand of course joe you were there cuz you attend every show um this is something that was a bit kind of unknown, though, wouldn't you say? I, I, th- I think a lot of the recent part of the tour depended on this two-night stand. It was very much had eyeballs on it. What is this going to mean for Alpine this coming weekend, for um, SPAC, for Deer Creek, Deer, Deer Creek, West Palm Beach? You know, A lot of people going to these shows. I think there are a lot of eyeballs on Camden as the first two-night stand. What is this going to bring? And uh, you know, we now we have something to 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 see. To see. Right. We we had two debuts. Um, one we're going to get into uh, great depth with, but going into this, this is what we've been building up to, saying, "Oh my God, they haven't really done anything this week. This is kind of strange." And then they break out of all freaking songs. Your favorite. Fool to think, or as we like to call it on the boards, uh, GRR. Um, it's a long inside story, and I'm not going to tell it, so that's all there is to it. Um, anyway, yes, I do actually detest the song greatly, so I don't even want to spend any time with it. No, no, um, no, 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 no. We, we got to spend a we, little... Here's we can we... spend time on it. Sure. Do you, want, you know what? I, I'm Joe, you were there. As, as you know, Joe, I actually watched both nights uh, via Periscope, mm-hmm. uh, both nights fully. I watched the entire show both nights. Um, how, many bathroom bre- how many bathroom breaks? All of them. <laughs> Between every song. Oh my god, I must have peed seventeen times tonight. <laughs> did so, you watch did you watch any of the show from the bathroom? Oh yeah, I can do that, right? <laughs> that's that's cake. <laughs> I do that all the time. Um but I was very happy to see The one song you didn't take a bathroom break on was <laughs> full full to think. <laughs> no, I was Well, here's the thing though about that. And and I'm right there. there. There was a couple of periscopers that were in close. Um, and the good thing about that is you get a good look at the crowd reaction. And the truth of the matter is literally nobody cares. It gets such crap reaction, which makes me so happy. Um, and and really, you should be ashamed of yourself if you're happy they played it just because it's a debut. Because that means you're the problem. No! Absolutely. You are the, you are the problem. You know what hasn't been played? Dodo. Play Dodo, you pussies. <laughs> this is ridiculous. You know what hasn't been played? Stone. Yeah. I mean, oh, are yeah. You, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I mean, th- you're happy about this with all those tremendous songs that have not been played? Hey, how about Busted Stuff? How about Kit Kat Jam? I mean, come on. How about Kill the King? There are so many songs. If, if they play the entire library of 
unbelievable songs and they're out of it and then they come back and they start playing the garbage that's fine you know what if you've already done it play freaking angel then play freaking mother father i don't care play all this the stuff from stand up that everybody hates that's fine but with all these songs on the table you're gonna play this crap come on i like ridiculous it was it was good and no it, it wasn't it oh sucked. it was it was so good and i love that you hate it you know and for those that don't know if if you ask jake the one song that he would remove from the dmv catalog it's fool to think, and he, he feels that way with a passion, a very much passion, very passionate. Because it's because it, look, I'm not just saying it because it's just like I said. Well, let me just be the bad guy and pick a song that I, I don't want to like. It's not good. It's, it's good. Re- it's fun. It's really, it's not fun. It's not uh, very well. Written. So many people are singing. The refrain, the refrain is so like everyone's yelling, and you know. Whatever they, they, people are into it now, I would, I will, I will agree. It was did not get a reaction like you would expect from something that has been away since this song hasn't been played. I think since 2013, if I'm not mistaken. I thought it was 12, but okay, sorry, okay. It has been played in a long time, and for a song that hasn't been played in that long, you, you would, you, I would agree, you would expect a much bigger reaction. It didn't get that reaction. Um, it was kind of interesting. I was I was right. pumped because I was like, oh, this hasn't played forever. I looked up. I'm like, eh, it hasn't been played um, for three, four years. Um, and, what- and actually, Joe, just so we're correct, you were correct, sir. It is. It was last played in uh, right outside Detroit in Clarkston, Michigan, yeah. on the 9th of July in 2013. Three years so. hasn't been played, which I think was sweet. And um, But I would agree. Most people probably didn't care. They still sang the songs. I still liked it. And yes, there's other songs that can come back, but I will take... I will take full to think. I don't want to digress too far, but if you're sort of a newbie into the band, you need to understand that there are people, not just me, there are people that literally detest everything about every day, the album and every song on it, because it doesn't sound like anything from DMB. It's a freaking pop album and a crappy one at that. And, and I think that there are a lot of people like me that still don't like it. Now, I realize there are people that came into the band way after Every Day came out, and they can look back on it and say, oh, you know, I wasn't around for it, so I like it. It doesn't matter in May. Right. It, it's just, I can't even, it's, it's hard for me to describe what that did to the community. I mean, if you saw a show in 2001, you would not believe the reaction that people had to songs. Right. I mean, even songs like, I mean, even Space Between, which was, you know, the big hit song and stuff. There were still people just walking out. I mean, as as much as we we joke about um, how can't stop really is is about how people can't stop leaving their seat when the songs played. I mean, I've never seen anything like Angel when, when people just took off I and mean, people hated that song. What's crazy so, thing about it is Everyday Album two thousand one. That is actually really, really old in DMB in, in DMB terms at this point. Yeah, you're I, absolutely correct. But to a lot of fans, it's still too fresh. It's still like, oh, it's that out. It's that yeah. pop album. But there are so many fans that have joined since every day, and that's that is very, very different. There is actually, you know, this is another topic that happened to be one of the hot threads on the forums. There are so many fans that have come since Leroy's passing, right? And yeah, there was a there was a great thread on that about um, where you've who you've seen more shows with with Leroy or with Jeff. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's you know, we're not judging anybody that came in 
you know, later after Leroy's passing, that's perfectly fine. We're just trying to put things in perspective for you. But to some of us older fans like me and Joe, we're like, holy. And that was holy. that was 2008. Eight, 2008, which was eight years ago. Yeah, and every day, 2001. So, I mean, that's that for me, I don't know if this is for other people, but to me, that, that just is like how much, how eight years different, seven years from, from that point on, how long every day has been around and still there's so much to test for. Some people have so much to test that were at the album. I think you put it really well. If you weren't here when Every Day came out, you probably have no, you have probably no problem with the album whatsoever. Yeah, and it, and it's, it's not, and, and I, I feel bad because I don't want to attack people about it, but I do because <laughs> that's what I do. But this is just, it was just so just, disheartening especially coming off of the year 2000 when those new songs were played and they were very popular with the people that that uh, trended toward the hardcore people the people that are ants now basically mm -hmm. and then to see all those songs dropped and these other songs come in and, and as much as you try to stay positive about it you're like man none of this works i know i mean I you know, know seek seek up's intro is longer than the longest track on every day <laughs> they're very yeah they're very different they're very different i mean and yes. we've pro prolonged the inevitable related to camden night one and that is we got a new song we got a new song that i think really came out of nowhere what do you mean came out anybody, of nowhere i don't think anybody expected another new song what you I, really think so? I mean I have we, I have said on past podcasts that they will bring in a new one at some point through the mid through the tour. I I have I have definitely Right, said but that. you're always wrong, so I just think you're <laughs> you know. Okay, that might be the, that might be the case. But I really did believe they brought it in. I don't know if I thought it would be canon. I guess now that I think about it, it makes sense the first two night stand to um to bring out a new song. But yeah, Plastic Girl is the name of it. Well, Joe, walk us through. You're sitting there um, you know, you're probably up on stage knowing you with all your connections. And, you know, they announce they're going to, Dave says, well, we're going to try something we never played before. And, you know, doesn't matter what he says, the crowd goes crazy. Mm -hmm. What was your thought? Were you kind of like, okay, I really need to pay attention? Uh, I pulled out my phone <laughs> and, and, went to, <laughs> and went to video mode. Um, <laughs> that was my first thought. Um, Dave gave plenty of heads up about it because he was like, we're going to play someone new. And then he decided to talk for like a couple minutes about there's real things and then there's fake things. And somebody threw a beach ball up on stage and he, and he kicked it. And, you know, that's that's a fake thing right there, um, which is ironic as a plastic beach ball right before he's about to debut Plastic Girl. Um, which was kind of funny. Uh, so you know, I would I would just was honed in. I was like, new song, sweet, video flown up. Let's let's check this out. That was where my head was at. And now I'm I'm at home watching it. You're there mm -hmm. watching it. Um, let's just go with that. What was your reaction? Um, my my reaction was uh, I liked it, and everybody else around me didn't like it. <laughs> that was I, I was like I like this I'm, I'm talking to some of my friends and I'm there I'm like this is pretty cool and I get the roll eyes and shake the head response I'm like oh come on really but what I'm kind of boiling it down to I don't know if this is true or not this is my initial uh, assessment it depends on if you're a lyric person or a music person in my opinion I'm a music and you are not a lyric person. I am definitely not a lyric person I'm a music I, I couldn't even tell you any of the lyrics that are in that song I didn't listen I don't hear those like I have to actively like pay attention to the lyrics to hear them 
I'm a, I'm a music person. I'm listening to what Carter's doing. I'm listening to what the Stefan's doing. You know, I'm just listening to, listening to the line, the refrain, the verses, the bridge. You know, that's what I that's what I listen for. And I was digging that, but I think lyric people were over over it from the first verse, probably. Um, if I had to guess, um, I like the bridge. I really like the outro. I think they should, you know, maybe go a couple more measures in the outro. But I don't know. I mean, you were watching from the bathroom, Jake. What did you think? Um. <laughs> um. Uh oh. Uh oh. Um. Let me let me just say this first. Generally speaking, I don't like to judge songs the first time I hear them. I like to hear a song a few times. And there are quite a few songs that I heard for the first time, and my initial reaction was negative. I did not like one of my favorite songs of all time, You Never Know, the first time I heard it. I did not like Blue Water, Baboon Farm, the first time I heard it. Hmm. I think I was expecting it to be something else because in my mind I had built it up to so much. And I finally got a tape of it and I was like, I waited for this. <laughs> um, like Mackhead. So, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked Mackhead though. No, but um, so I don't want to, I don't want to beat it up too much, but my initial impression of the song um, was sort of like everyone around you. Really? You were, you were on the, eh pass yeah i didn't dig the lyrics and and i wonder about this and i've always wondered about this when it comes to a song like this is when you hear something live there you might not be able to pick up lyrics now i'm not talking about you specifically because you don't listen for lyrics but (laughs) you know i think a lot of people at a show it's difficult to pick up lyrics and i think back to even in charlottesville when we heard three debut songs and you know it's a little tough to kind of make out what he's saying Sometimes on your first listen, you know, you might catch a couple things, you, but you really, when you walk away from it, you're going to be humming the, the lyric, the, you know, the, the music to it. You're not going to be singing along to it. So I always wonder if that trends songs a little more positively um, than people watching it. Hmm. And I can tell you that the people that heard it on the boards almost immediately when it was posted and the people that were watching on Periscope, the reaction was overwhelmingly negative. Really? Overwhelmingly negative. Uh, Joe, let me throw some stats at you because I know you love stats. I love stats. Give me um, some stats. And, and you know, we, immediately you knew this was going to happen. And, in fact, there were kind of some jokes going on in the set list thread asking about, you know, what song do you like more, Be Yourself or Plastic Girl? I wouldn't um, even consider them close together at all. I know it's 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 crazy because be yourself and, and we're talking about debut songs in our modern era uh, of our rating system. The the um, minus one and zero plus one. We'll get into that a little later. So we're only talking from a couple years ago. So none of the stuff from 2012 counts. None of the stuff way back because you can't go back and really put your mindset into what you thought when you first heard a song. Right, It changes over time. You know, it changes over time. I mean, you can go back and listen to the 2005 debut of Louisiana Bayou and the freaking crowd goes nuts. Okay. You know that people go back and rate that now and be like, Oh, I hated that song. The first time I heard it, you know, you're full of crap. Right. It just didn't happen. Um, anyway, be yourself's debut rating. This is the first time it was played was a negative 0.43. That is from people that were there. That means the people that heard the song for the first time 
heard it and basically said, "Man, I ain't digging this." That's a yeah, I, a, something that's a negative. Wow. Is, I mean, yeah, and, and, that's and, fair. And know, be yourself as in a league of its own, right? I mean, that's just the bottom of the barrel. And, and to defend the rating a little bit, you know, you could even say that just the ladies on there brought the rating down a little bit because that's just the way it is. So that's what it debuted with. So you could say, yeah, that kind of dropped it a little bit in the barrel. Mm-hmm. Plastic Girls' uh, debut rating uh, is a two, I'm sorry, is a .256. That's on the plus side. Um, and overall, everybody kind of in there is a uh, 0.202. So basically, that's a little bit above positive, but it's sort of on the low side. Why, why, why do you say it's on the low side? Well, you figure zero is basically... But is it relative to anything? Low side of what? Low side of being liked. Okay, yeah, it's, not, it's, it's not negative. Right, but but do I, not, do I mean is how do you know that's is that a good debut rating or well, is that has that high for a debut or low for a debut? Let, let's just take a look at uh, the debut ratings of the songs in the last two years. I'm just going to run these through these, and I'm just talking about people at the shows. I'm not talking about anybody that was sitting couch, at home couch, voting on couch stuff. touring. Right. This is just literally people at the show. Uh, the highest song over the last two years that people loved the first time I, they heard it was actually Samurai Cop. Samurai Cop is actually at point eight zero seven. So its that's debut. almost for its debut. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally almost a hundred percent of the people that heard it. Basically eighty percent of the people that heard it nice. liked it. That's a good way to look at it. Okay. Just turn them on the percentage. Uh, next is Bismarck, which is at point six two six. So essentially sixty two percent of the people that heard it said booyah. Uh, right after that, believe it or not, you can see where the trend's going on this, Bob Law at 0.593. Now, Joe, you and I heard both of these, uh, all three of these songs rather debut, and I think we were all positive uh, on them. Yep, yep, yep. And those are all positive numbers. They could be negative, but they are positive. Absolutely. Uh, next on the list, and this is going to be a little cheat because uh, Black and Bluebird actually debuted um, at, the, at the late show, but the first concert where people could really hear it because you can't really rate a, a late show because the crowds are much, much smaller. There's only 120 people there. So in the first major venue, mm-hmm. uh, it still came in at a 0.333. So basically 33% of the people liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the same rating that Virginia in the rain had, which is uh, 0.333. I find that one a little interesting, Joe, because that's a piano song. And I know uh, Bob Law is as well. Um, but you know how, those tend to kind of trend down a little bit. It seems like uh, people don't like Dave on the piano. Yeah, you're saying those are .33 and even Bob Law .593. But earlier you said Plastic Girl is .256? Correct. Now, So Plastic Girl is le- debuted, le- had a lower debut rating than Virginia in the Rain. Correct. And in and, and full honesty and, and full disclosure, that rating was 0.238 until right before this podcast started recording. And Joe said, oh, let me let me vote on it right now and see what happens. Because, of course, Joe voted the damn thing up. So I like the song. You're, oh, come it on. Was, it was 0.238 before Joe went ahead and screwed with the numbers. So just screw with it. My vote is mind. just as good as everybody else's vote. I should click I was there and vote it down. <laughs> 
Um, the only other song that was as low as Be Yourself, which we mentioned was negative 0.143, which is horrible, <laughs> is Death in the High Seas, which was only a 0.173. And, and literally, it's in the negatives every time after that. So that was the high point for Death in the High Seas. Wow. Yeah, Man. which, again, you and I think is garbage, and Matt kind of agrees with us if he was here and not in England saving the world. I think it's garbage. You're being sarcastic. Yes. Okay. In I'm, case somebody wouldn't pick up on it. Yes, yes. I'm good at that. Yes. So those were our debuts, um, which is good. You know, at least they were debuts. But again, we need debuts of good songs. Oh, jeez. Songs that people want to hear. Um, there was a guest, by the way. There was. That was great. Yeah, Greg Osby, who was, again, a, a saxophonist. Um, and he performed on Warehouse, and he also performed on Gray Street. There was a little um, error from the Ants' Twitter because the person that used the bathroom a lot actually couldn't figure out who was playing saxophone and thought it was him on saxophone. So I apologize for that, but full disclosure, <laughs> that was me. It was not Joe M. tweeting from the show. Um, that's what happens when you're watching a blurry um, periscope from the bathroom. And there was even and, more, and we, more importantly, the song that he didn't guest on. Jimmy thing. Yeah. Jimmy thing, which, which, which I would not, have, which I would have given if you see a guest, you know, okay, probably going to guest on Jimmy thing. That's been the trend this summer. Didn't happen yes, though. And you, and you know what? We failed to mention this, by the way. Lover Lay Down, which which uh, Jeff performed a beautiful uh, solo on. That was actually a, a tour debut also. So they actually had three tour debuts. Yes, good uh, call. Show. Yes, Lover Lay Down was we, a nice addition. Yes, and I'm always a fan of hearing Lover Lay Down. It's there's nothing wrong with hearing that. Um, I know you're pretty high on the show. Mm-hmm. I am. I, I mean, mean, squirm seek up opener. Come on, that's good. Fool to think, and we're not gonna we're not gonna win you over on that. Forty one song debut. Who cares if you think it's a point two five six or whatever you think it is? Come on, you get to hear the song when it debuts. Plastic Girl, which I think will go up in time when people can actually hear it in good quality and not on a freaking periscope or something. Um, I'm going to mark the time of this one so we can yeah, come back yeah, and use get, that. Yeah, just for references, just get, make a cut scene here. Um, Nancy's Warehouse, which didn't go into it, right? They took a they took a pause. Yeah, they actually paused on that. That's that's completely rare. And, and Joe, you probably thought they were going to go to Toy Soldiers. You're probably all excited about that. I want Toy Soldiers <laughs> so bad. Please, please, but, please. But yeah, Dave used that time to to introduce the guests. And that warehouse was pretty, was pretty rocking. Mm-hmm. I, I like that warehouse. Yeah, warehouse was really good. And then Lover Lay Down... Which is yeah. great. I think really, you know, PMP Rapunzel finally makes it after being cut for so long, you know. And then this at this point in the show, after you know, PMP Rapunzel is closing the set, it is about eleven o'clock. I think I don't know. It's it's it late. was yeah, it was pretty late. It was really close to eleven. I was I would have put, um, you know, my night two ticket on the line. And said that they were going to close with "Shake Me" because they were out of time, and it was going to be a one <laughs> a one song "Shake Me" and then out the door. Um, but they didn't, and they came out and played "Pig" in the in the E one spot, which was awesome. For and then only yeah, the third time this year, too. third time that was a huge surprise. And then I would have put my SPAC night one ticket on the line and said, "This is the last song of the of the encore." And no, it wasn't. They played all on the Watchtower after that. Which I mean, I've seen it way too many times, and I'm you know I'm a little bit over it. But um, I will say the crowd just freaking loves it. They sing so so loud for that song. I don't. I think that's got to be the loudest crowd sing song 
of of any of them. They're so loud during that. Yeah, it's 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 a fan favorite. It's under it's underplayed for what it means to the band. Right. It, it really does. If that's if that makes sense for for a for a show. Well, everybody knows what I didn't like about came the night one so we're not going to beat a dead horse the show was okay i like that um i like that mid-set best of what's around only played for the second time this year i don't think you can go wrong with best of what's around nope um so you know it's it's that's it's, a pretty uh, good show that's a pretty good squirm seek up song debut fool to think liberation best of what's around hasn't been played in a long time lover lay down tour debut and a pig all on a watchtower encore that was being played you know after 11 o'clock that's a good show well, the fans that were there obviously agreed because the average review is a 4.44, 4, um, which is kind of high. Uh, the show flow is at 46%. Those two things don't always go together. Um, I probably would have rated it a, a lot lower because I, I wasn't really – I it was all right. It was, it was good. It was good. And then that led into what, night two? That led into night two. And uh, – I think the thing that uh, was quite obvious off the bat from not only you people there at the show, but everybody watching the Periscope, that, that Dave obviously had a, a little bit of the sniffles. Did you pick up on that? No. Yeah, it was... Pretty obvious? Really? Yeah, it was pretty pretty clear that he was a little under the weather a little bit. He was he was he seemed like he was struggling a little bit. But, you know, that happens. You know, he's, it's four shows in a week, and you're allowed to get sick. It's no big deal. We're not saying it was anything else. We're just saying that he was a bit under the weather. Um, I liked the show a lot. I really, really, really liked Night 2 a lot. There's a lot of songs in there that I dig. But, again, no debuts. So only the debuts occurred the first night. Yeah. What do you really like about this show that more than Night 1? basically everything up until you might die trying and really I, I like one sweet i like minarets i like belly belly nice still i like big eyed fish love bismarck crush is always a fun song nothing wrong with bob law mm. what would you say even though gravedigger fools everybody i still like gravedigger mm. nothing wrong with song jane likes I, I like the original version of kill the preacher better but i mean it's only a minute i can live with it you know, if you don't like why I am, then you're following the wrong band. I mean, really, I mean, that's that's crazy talk if you're not digging that. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with Sugar Will. I'm just me personally. I'm just sick of you might die trying just because I've heard it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. It's it's nothing wrong with the song. It's just me. Mm-hmm. I still like If Only. I'm a big fan of If Only. Ugh. I think I'm the only one. You are. If only they would go away. Yep. It really, I mean, it is just people do not dig it. They don't dig it at the show. Attended users, it's a minus point two seven three. Not surprised. So that is, that's wicked negative. And that's before my negative vote. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> you know, did you pick up on the proudest monkey tease? I did. By the way, in it was very, it was actually very blatant. It was very, very blatant. Um, sure. You thought it, that it was going to get played, and enough so that it even made the official set list. I mean, not the not the printed set list. It made the you know the uh, the posting onto the website. Um, right. Yeah. Because it, it was just clear, clear as day. Clear as to day. the point where I was thinking to myself, my goodness, how are they going to squeeze in Jimmy thing into sexy? to end the show if they're going to play Proudest and Satellite together. Mm-hmm. But it turns out they just played those couple chords, win a Satellite, and then out of nowhere, boom, shocker, Jimmy Thing and Sexy close it up. And that's why you like this show. 
no, I like the show because that encore was freaking awesome. <laughs> and what was the encore? The encore was Granny tripping Billy's into Halloween, mm. or as I like to call it, Joe jumps up and down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, anytime you can just get you know slap in a, a Halloween unexpectedly, you're thinking again, Granny. Okay, probably gonna get one more tripping Billy's. Sweet. We didn't, you know, we got a good closer. Happy about that. And then a segue directly into Halloween and the place loses their mind. Um, great way to end a two-night stand. Joe, I, I forgot to ask you something. And, and it wasn't really me that asked it. It was actually our good friend, Will Sinclair, who uh, is, of course, at, at Sinclair Will. He uh, actually tweeted at Ant Smarshing. He said, uh, what did uh, what tease by Tim at the end of You and Me sound like? What did the tease sound like? Describe hard. Because if I recall correctly, the tweet from the Ant Smarshing account was Tim teased something hard at the mm-hmm. end of you and me yeah do you know what it was uh, it's not it's not like a cover and i know somebody somebody passed away in the musician world that night um and i'm, I'm sorry that i i don't remember the name um and i i wondered maybe if it was a tease of that i don't know it was it was loud he was you know he was at full volume you know the song kind of ends and he's just like kind of keep going and then he and carter laugh um I have no idea what it was, but it was it was it. I'm sure it's something I should recognize. Right. I don't know what it was, I, but but it sounded familiar. Sounded like a like a cover um, in my head, and I asked people around me, and everybody looked at me like I was an idiot. So then I quickly shut up about it. But um, hopefully somebody can identify it when uh, when a tape comes out. Well, Joe, what did you not like about this show that I love so much? Mm, Jimmy thing. <laughs> if only. <laughs> Um, it's not that I don't like it. I, I just think that the other one just brings so much more. This is a good show, all right? I would rate this show up there across a lot of shows. People, though, were rating, you know, we talked last week, what do you think the best show of the, 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 of the, the year is so far? People were calling Night One better than Seville. Um, <laughs> that's that's crazy talk. That's, I don't know it's that, that crazy, but it, it was good. Um that not, is literally crazy talk. Not crazy talk, uh, but no. The night two is a very good, very good set. It is very round. It is. It doesn't have any major, major drops other than you know the ones that I've already mentioned. And but it has a lot of things that make up for it, particularly the encore. Um, I, I think I haven't seen. We're going to cover the um, setless game stats. I have to guess. I haven't seen yet. One seat world had him in the most predicted opener i called that like from a mile away that's a little bit disappointing yeah. but going into minarets is pretty sweet yeah i mean that's and and really honestly that of the one thing i don't like about the show besides the jimmy thing closer i'm actually not crazy about one sweet opening a show and i'm not because i feel like there's a lot of milling around before a show and even in the old intro it's sort of that mellow into the song and even with this one it's even more mellow mm-hmm. i think it's kind of hard sometimes to even pick up it started and i feel like when i'm at a show and one suite opens i'm just like screaming like it's starting the show now <laughs> people are just like still milling about and talking 100 100 like, ah. but yeah. if they would have just did minarets and then played yeah. one suite after it, it it's so crazy you just flip those two songs and it completely changes yeah. the start of the show and people's focus in the show. It, it, it really does. I mean, you can even throw Belly Belly up there because at least it's just kind of like 
in your Boom, face. There. Yeah, in your face. So you know, it's kind of like saying, "Hey, we're starting. Yeah. Everybody, we're up here." Yeah. You know, that's that's the one thing. That's the one negative I could take away from. But really, I mean, Granny Billy's Halloween is just. I mean, that's super strong. It's a strong set. So that's that's going to be interesting as it leads us into uh, this coming week's set, series of shows. Yeah, the show flow on that one's 45%, okay. which is just a, a skosh under night one. Average uh, review is actually ridiculously low. It is 3.92, and that's literally unacceptable. And there's two reviews that are just absolutely garbage. I'm not going to call them out because that would be rude but there's like two people that gave it one star reviews they're just like i walked out when this happened blah 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 you know what you're out of your damn mind <laughs> i mean i mean you're literally out of your mind yeah, that rating is you low know? it should be higher if it was a standalone show in, at any of these other venues it would be so much higher i think it's got a little bit of drag from from night one night one was I mean, a good night i'm, I'm not going to mention stone last stops username because that would be cruel but i mean <laughs> what a terrible show i was so disgusted with the main set i left as soon as billy started missing halloween was icing on the cake you know what you dumbass that's what you get for walking out <laughs> look at look at your freaking watch on, or look at the time on your phone next time okay no you, they you were going know. they were going so, late they were going late oh that's just i mean you're gonna give it a one star because you're mad because you missed halloween whatever <laughs> Whatever. That's what you get. Take that. I Go think it's Philly. overall, though, I think the two night stand was a success. No repeats between them. No repeats no, between yeah. them, which is major. Um, and I, I think they did a successful job. You know, they play, they didn't even play like this new ones, which we debated, you know, would Samurai get co- copy it, played both nights? It didn't. So right. I think success in the two night stand. Right, and that's something that Matt and I both thought was gonna was gonna happen. We thought there were gonna be repeats, and of course, Joe, you said no, and as usual, Joe, you were right. No, I I actually said Samurai Cop would get. I said Samurai. Aha, aha, I have to admit it. Finally. I have to admit, yeah, I thought Samurai. I well, yeah. If anything, I thought Samurai Cop. I was I was hopeful. I was I was very much said no. They're not gonna repeat anything. No, come on. I was very, very much optimistic, and I think maybe I caved and said, well, maybe Samurai Cop. But I'm happy to see that not even Samurai Cop got duplicated. So you have that looking forward. There were two questions that kind of came in um, through uh, Twitter that we wanted to bring up now, and one of them is something we've been discussing throughout all these shows, and that's from Amber Rose Knight. Um, at uh, Amber Rose, she asked at Ants Marching, you all speak of show flow often. Can you explain hashtag Ants Podcast, hashtag Free Dodo, hashtag I Love Storytime, hashtag Bring Back the Song Vote? Oh, wow, she hit them all. She hit them all. She Thank did you, not Amber. say free penis, which she did before. So next time, Amber, <laughs> don't forget about the free penis. Anyway, uh, thank you for the question, Amber. And that is an excellent question. This was devised basically by uh, somebody on Ants. And it was a very simple way of just kind of measuring the songs from each show. And it's plus one if you like it, zero um, if you're just neutral on the song. If there's a song that you dislike, it's a minus one. And it's just a, a flow of it. And it just kind of you gives just go you through each, data. You just go through each song in the set. You either say right. plus one, like it, zero, neutral, or negative one, I don't like it. And you just walk through all the songs, just click, 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 click. And we... Um, take all of those total scores for each you know, person that did that, and we break it down, right? Exactly. And then 
there's a little chart over on the side that we discussed earlier, and it's a little up and down kind of flow to it. And you can actually take your mouse and you can kind of click on each line. You can find out exactly what the number is for that song. And it's broken down, as you mentioned, Joe, into, into people that were there, people that were not there, and then everybody. Um, how is that measure? Well, let's see what Matt Volt wanted to ask us, which was at the Matt Volt. He said, which measure do you think is a better indicator of how the show is? The rating or the show flow? Hashtag Ants Podcast. That's an excellent question, Matt. And that's something, again, that we discussed earlier. Which Joe, the, which the rating, have... call out what the rating is. Rating is you right. just take the show and you give it, what, uh, one through five stars. One through five stars. I mean, technically speaking, anybody can rate a show. We have found that literally only people that rate shows are the shows they go to. And right. really, that's you have sort, to you have to click way. you have to but, click the button. I was there even to get to the I rate to the rate the show spot, and right. that's a lot of extra work for somebody that didn't go to the show to click the I was there and then then do a rating. So yeah, pretty much right. it's you, those you, are the people that are there. You'd have to be pretty silly to do that, but people are silly. So anyway. Yep. What's a better indicator? Well, they're really, they're measuring two different things. And I think that's that's the thing that, that is misleading. We've talked about it many times in this podcast. Four is about the line for a good show, quote unquote. A good show is overall. That takes everything into it. That takes where you're sitting or standing. It takes the set list. It takes the parking lot. I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into people giving a show a rating. Mm, good point. So, Whereas the show flow is actually a better indicator of specific songs as opposed to an overall show. Catch what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So basically, when we talk about Death on the High Seas having a very uh, negative uh, rating overall, despite the fact that I like it and Joe likes it, we have to say, well, okay, we have data that says it ain't that popular. And if it ain't that popular, it ain't that popular. Mm -hmm. it, it happens. So you just have to accept things like that. I think that's the true mark of where the show flow comes in, is you can take whatever song you want to find, and you can find out exactly what people think about it. Nicely Pretty consistently. Put. Nicely put. What do, you think about you. A, uh, what do you think about a break and then um, some set list game and user questions? I think that's a good idea. Let's do that, Jeff. All right. We'll be right back after this.
Thanks, everyone, for sticking around and listening to our uh, very long segment where we broke down those four shows for you. Uh, they're going to be a little longer when we have more shows, which is good, though, because when the band's out there uh, touring, it just gives us more to talk about. Usually we thank the Periscopers at this time. Unfortunately, like we said, we had some technical difficulties. We wanted to say thanks, uh, especially to our Ants Plus people that uh, give us a little extra support. Plus. Uh, we Yes, thank you for the pluses very much. I I was also told to uh, say hi to uh, Troy Sands, who's listening. He is a, a fellow Orlando guy, and he is uh, good friends with my, my co-worker and my good friend Lee, who he was talking with Lee. They were playing golf, and, and he's like, uh, dude, you know, Jake is like, you know, he does this podcast, and he mentioned you uh, the other day. And Lee was like, I see him at work today, and he's like, you do a podcast like um yeah don't you tell i'm, I'm very famous I'm telling people this. nobody believes me i'm very very famous this is my side yes. job yes <laughs> exactly but uh we've got setless stuff to go to right Joe? we do yes and setless coverage you know if those aren't aware hey remember anybody can win winners get a wristband ants 2016 wristband uh, and you can play any show. You don't have to play everyone. Just pick the one, give it a try. Maybe you're going to be the top one for that pick, or maybe you'll get uh, called a song that nobody else called. Get a shout-out on the podcast and on the website. Um, you can play via the website or via the DMB Hub app in the Apple Store. Um, so let's take it away. Let's hear some results. Jake, do you have some updates on Jones Beach? I do indeed, Jones Beach. Overall night. 19 songs were played. The average score was a 19.71. Not bad. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, The winner, it's that heartbreak kid, Tony B. We keep telling you, HBK, Tony B, watch out for that guy. 45 points for the always champion. He got 14 picked. He spotted five, um, but he did miss the opener and the closer. So usually that takes people up. But you know what? When you hit 14 and you spot five, you don't need the opener and the closer. No. Uh, second place right behind him was, uh, I'm going to guess on this and say it's LA 1305. It could be La 1305. But that's the fun part about reading these names is uh, Joe's not the only one that mispronounces them. <laughs> um, once again, the Heartbreak Kid with five spots. You know, look, if you're spotting songs, you're doing pretty you're good. You're scoring. Yeah. You are you are absolutely doing. Um, this was kind of a, a tough one. Only one person picked the opener and the closer, and that was KRNKDN. And just to add insult to injury to everyone else, they spotted the closer. Ooh, you know what we call that? No, that doesn't happen very often. Uh, do you know what we call it? They, what do we call that? Shot caller. Shot caller, indeed. Absolutely. Uh, they were among the 14 people that spotted the closer. Uh, among them is, uh, oh, I knew I was going to mess this one up, Ursadon DMB, who's a pluser. Plus. Um, and uh, still get a thrill. I like that username. That's a good one. Still get a thrill. And then it's, um, Joe, what do you think about this one? Ox for Nancy's. So is it Ox for Nancy's, or is that like Theta Chi for Nancy's? Because isn't like the O-X sort of like a mm. Theta Chi thing? O-X, Ox for Nancy's. Good question. That's a tough one. I don't know. I just I saw that, for, and I said, you know. Something for Nancy's. It's, I don't know. I don't know what it is. We're just going gonna to call them Ox, whatever. Ox. That's good enough. Um, the closer or i'm sorry the opener 
that evening was Granny. Um, kind of common, I guess. Uh, common enough because 23 people got it, including uh, 15-year-old Dave Fanatic. And, and my question is, when did 15-year-old Dave Fanatic make that user? <laughs> I mean, because 15-year-old Dave Fanatic, theoretically speaking, could be 30 right now. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's possible. And then DMB, et cetera, also. See, Sarah, you think I blow you off? I didn't blow you off. I mentioned your name. D- so I don't want to hear it anymore. No, no, you're never going to get away. You you, you blew off. Matt at Ants is on there, too. Matt at Ants got, called it, uh, which is a surprise. And I think 15 But that's not Matt at Ants. It's just Matt at Ants. True. It's not the Matt at Ants. Well, we don't know that. He, he denies it. We're not 100% sure on that. This, maybe that's his English account. <laughs> yes, why he's, why he's overseas. Yes. Um, the uh, closer was Watchtower. You want to guess how many people cl- picked the closer? Mm, a lot. Good number. Yeah, 33 people. That's not bad. Yeah. That's, that, that's not bad. The rare song of the evening um, was Rooftop. Only two spotters on that. That was a JTR DMB 4140. How many... Freaking DMB reference you can get in that one. <laughs> and of course, uh, Turbo PGT. However, only one other song was spotted twice. Digging a Ditch. Hmm. Yep. So, uh, Nutrageous 41 and <laughs> Granny 15. Who was the first Who was the first one? <laughs> Nutrageous 41. <laughs> uh, I love it. That's, the, uh, that's part of the fun. Uh, and again... Why, Joe, are people not picking Samurai Cop? 92% of people picked it. That's not 100. I don't get it. There's, a, there's, there's get free it points on the table there. Free points. I don't, I don't get it either. Joe, tell us about the Q's. The Q's, Syracuse, Lakeview, Amphitheater. First time played. The, you know, 19 songs were played. So, again, a little bit less. Average score, 23.02. So, a little bit higher. Still still kind of low on the average score. Um, you know, people kind of overpicked. I think they're going for the 20. Um, but, in general, we had a winner. Um, Magnum Dan. Nice job, Magnum Dan. 54 points. He got it with 11 songs picked, 6 spots, and was able to get the opener and spot the closer. So... Nailed it on some points. Didn't overpick any songs either. So nice job, Magnum Dan. Beat out Woo Wee one two five eight two seven and Sugar Will One um, in third place. So nice job there. Um, you know who got the most songs correctly picked? Who who better, Jake, than T Wigs? T Wigs. Oh, yes, T Wigs, my favorite. <laughs> T Wigs one, my favorite, or Twigs as Jake would like to refer him to him as. Um, got the most songs with 13, um, which was good enough for 10th place. Um, you know, just got to get wow. some more spots. Then um, most spots, though, did go to Magnum and Sugar Will, um, who, you know, I mentioned as first and third place with six spots correctly picked. Um, in general, we had an opener of Warehouse. Any guess? I think a lot of people got it, Jake? I, I would... I would think that would tend to be a little high. It was high. 52 people were able to get the wow. warehouse, which is a lot. What about Tripping Billies? Do you think more people or less people got Tripping Billies? 
oh my god, it has to be double that. <laughs> You're pretty darn close. We went from 52 to 94, so pretty much exactly double. So <laughs> wow. nice job. But so with that many, was anybody able to get? How much do you think we're able to get both the opener and the closer? We already know the um, you know the one did Magnum Dan. How about I'm gonna just take a wild guess. How about about half of that? So let's put about 23. <laughs> 32, not far. Oh. You're doing pretty good here. But here's the trickier part. Out of those 32, who actually was able to spot the closer? How many of those 32? 14. <laughs> you I bastard. Feel a 14. It was 15. Is it 14? 15. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. I'm, I'm not on the page. I'm literally not on the page. Um, full, full disclosure, I'm looking at Camden Night One because I've got to do this live and I'm freaking out because I don't know what I'm about to say. So, um, oh my God. 15 people are able to do it, so you're close. Um, Four Ants Plus members were able to do it. DMB 9 How, shout out, plus. Uh, Sean MH, shout out, plus. Uh, Don't Drink 36, shout out, plus. And Heartbreak Tony B, shout out, plus. Um, and also our friend Crush Live was able to do it too. Um, so pretty good job on the openers and closers. That takes us to the rarest song of the night, which was, as we talked about earlier, surprisingly, Lie in Our Graves is the Lie rare song. Graves. I God, know. That's crazy. Who would have thought? 56 people were able to call that, that Lie in Our Graves would appear. Six people spotted it. Ramjet, 329. DM Lavopa? Lavopa? Uh, 15-year-old Dave Fanatic, shout out Jake, Smaz, um, Dance Nance, and Ritzak. Thank, nice job, guys. Um, one other spot that you might surprise, All-Star Joe 15 was able to spot Sugar Will, the only person that was able to do it. Nice job. And then also, Ants Marching 77 was able to spot Shake Me Like a Monkey, the only person able to do that. So nice job. Um, Samurai Cop, still just at the 92%, very low. God, people, come on. Only 5% picked Shake Me Like a Monkey, so that was super, super low picked. Um, who thought it would be in the middle of the set? Nobody. And, um, the most spotted song was Trippin' Billy's The Closer. That took us to Camden Night One. Jake, what do you got? Camden Night One, and the big winner was D. Leverich with 52 points i probably butchered that name but i do that anyway in my joe m impression um that's pretty good uh 12 songs picked six spots and nailed the opener i mean that really that that's huge right there because second place was a three-way tie between scoobs 144 uh trotten and blue water 13 they all had 44 but we're getting 52 points on a show that had an average of 18.459 that's pretty that's killer. insane. Yeah, that's over twenty good. songs. I mean, that's that's nuts. So right there. Yeah. And and again, you know, if you nail the songs and, and twenty, twenty's been about the average, but there's been a lot with nineteen. Um, that's big. That, that is, is really big. Fifty two points right is major. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Uh, the most uh, correctly picked songs, believe it or not, was not even that. The most correctly picked was fourteen by Chad Shet. So good job out of him. He went over by one, uh, which brought his score down. He only scored 32 and got 14 songs. Spotted I mean, zero. That's crazy. Gets 14 I mean, that just shows you how important the, the spotting is. Uh, Ursan DMB, who's a pluser. Plus. And also um, 
our buddy who hates everything crash into Nick DM, uh, who is a pluser. Plus, they uh, he scored uh, thirty eight points, and he actually they oh, I'm sorry, Ursline got thirteen, and then uh, Nick got eleven. So that's pretty good. You know, that's that's not bad. Nick was at the show too. He actually liked uh, night one more than night two, so he was sort of in your wheelhouse. Everybody so except yours. Yeah, except for me. Whatever, I'm the hater. Uh, most spots correctly uh, picked. Um, six again with our first place uh, D leverage. So, you know, that's a lot. That's it's a good number. Yeah. So picking the opener and spotting the closer, as we like to call it, that would be the uh, shot caller. Shot caller. Three people. Liner grade 14, L-I-O-G. That is uh, 14. K-Web 110 and DMB fan 100. They all got two. And they got the opener, the closer, and spotted the closer nice shot that's that is damn good uh picking the opener and the closer correctly besides those three people there were 10 more to give us a total of 13 including uh sean mh who is still a pluser still a pluser yes crush lives in there as well who's a pluser and and let's not forget everyone's favorite t wigs 1201 let me tell you so the opener was Squirm. Um, sort of predictable, do you think? Mm, yes. Uh, it hasn't been played in a while. It is a predictor, so I'll, I'll go 40. 52. 52, yep. F- 52 that. in there. Sean MH, who used to be the uh, person with the most posts on Ants a while back, but he got uh, lapped a few times since then, but he's still a pluser. Uh, DMB Howell, who is a... Plus... And of course, Rody. Rody's a great guy too, uh, and Crush Lives in there too. So there's a, you know quite a few people in there. Oh wow, there's some more plusers I didn't even see down there. Uh, K Lepley, who's a pluser, plus uh, J Yang, and our good buddy Bruce W. Plus spotting the closer, which was all along the watchtower. Gotta kind of think that's sort of on the high side, wouldn't you think? Uh, yeah, that's uh, along the watchtower. I would think a lot of people would get called that as the closer. 30 people did, including mm. Nick again, crashing Nick DM. higher, yeah. Who's a DMB uh, pluser. Uh, Jen Hen 27 who just joined um, Plus. So thank you very much, Jen, for that. We appreciate your support. Uh, Crash1983, he's somebody up there on the leaderboard that we know who's a pluser. Plus. And Moneyball41 in there as well. So there you go. There's your people that uh, called that. Uh, picked the closer correctly. That was spotting, by the way. That we okay, that was about. spotting. So thirty. That actually, ooh, that's a lot. Yeah. So yeah, picking that's a, correctly. That's a tremendous amount. Yeah. I'm I read go, these backwards. No, you actually. Now that I think about it, you did say spot. I just heard it wrong. You know, I'm gonna think. Gotta be double that. Maybe even triple that. Without spotting. you're on the you're on the right path because 104 people got it <laughs> named Watchtower. All the people we already named that were in plus the Heartbreak Kid also had it. In there, he did not spot it. Uh, Moneyball41 had it in there, too. Don't Drink, who's also a pluser. Don't Drink36. Uh, JCK underscore DMB, who's a pluser. Thank you very much for your support. J underscore sick S Burns. I almost said sick Burns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have the sickest Burns there, S Burns. He's a pluser. We appreciate your support. And our good buddy, 15-year-old Dave Fanatic, is in there as well. I'm dying to know how old he is, really. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to look that up. What if it's like he's been a fan for 15 years, not that's that's his actual age? 
But why would it be Y-O? I mean, Y-O stands for a year old. Well, how, how what would you say if you were a fan of for 15 years? I'd say I followed the band for 15 years. <laughs> um, the uh, debut song, which I thoroughly disagree with, but I guess we can't because we didn't score um, Plastic Girl as a song yet. Uh, but it's GRR. Um, three people picked it um, because they hate life. Uh, which is four to think, by the way. Dendaha. Avendaha. Liner Grave 14 and MSP70. But you know what? They did not spot it. However, one person did spot Lover Lay Down, wow. which was also which Jeez, was a that's impressive. debut. Yes. And that was spotted by P Russ 25 or Pruss 25. I may have just did done a Joe M on you that did. one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let's go with Pruss 25 on that. Uh, the people that picked it was uh, Nick again, Crash and Nick DM, who is, of course, a pluser. We appreciate his support. Plus. Uh, C. Kramer 09 and Hamilton 07. P. Russ, or Pruss 25, of course. And Terra Half 62. So there's the people that, that saw Lover coming. I did not see that coming at all. Right. I did not that, see that coming at all either. That did really, I didn't see that. This is by far the most interesting stat of the show to me hmm. because you couldn't actually pick Plastic Girl. We did not have that available for the Setless game. In fact, it, it, as of this podcast, it is not available yet for the Setless game. So if you actually thought they were going to play a song that was new, you had to pick new song. Believe it or not, one person picked new song. One person called this. And it's the greatest username of all time that we've mentioned before, Free Candy. Free Candy. Love it. Free Candy called they're going to play a new song. And he was that, he or she was the only person that said there were going to be a new song. That is just crazy. The only other thing that I, really stands out to me, well, there's a couple things that stand out to me. Samurai Cop, 89%. Dropped. Seriously, people? Seriously. Even dropping? lower. Yeah. I don't understand that at all. But two people spotted best of what's around. Uh, S. Monroe, 14, and BJP, 3233, nice. spotted best in nice. the middle of the set. I mean, I would have never put that there. That's pretty impressive, yeah. yeah. That really is impressive. And that takes us, Joe, to night two. Night two. Night two Camden saw an average score, Jake, of 30.48. Are you kidding? Thirty was the average score, man. Eighteen point five nine the first night to thirty. Oh my I god, mean, that's unbelievable. Means the show was pretty predictable, Jake. That's what it means. Yes. We, it you means know, it just, was great. You no, know, it means it's predictable, and you got that. Um, mm-hmm. Twenty-three songs were played, so um, people were pretty under on the number of songs because of that. And you know, I think Prada's Monkey gets included in that so that throws off you know a little bit it probably disappoints some players because uh they probably wished they didn't include proudest monkey but uh in general our winner with 60 points jake 60 60 60 60 oh points God. uh wampa w-a-m-p-a-3 wampa three wampa 60, three wampa three um Picked, it got 18 songs, four spotted, and was able to get the opener and closer for 60 points. 18 wow, so four, he one, went, one. But he yeah. went over by three. No, no, he was under by three. He uh, only, under under he, by three, right? Yeah, yeah he, had, uh, he was uh, not over yet, but he was negative three. So he picked 20 songs on a show with 23. So he could have even got a few more points if we knew that it were going to be 
a few more songs, but everybody was pretty much uh, under on this show because of the 20, 23 songs. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just impossible to get, to get that number. I mean, really, that's just crazy to be that far 60. under and still score that high. Yep. Um, two two plusers were ter- second and third. Montskier, pluser, and Danny Yanko was also a pluser at 50. Both of those guys at 50.4s. Yeah. I think that's Yank Boo. <laughs> Yank Boo. Like the Yankees, like, you know, because he's, he's Westchester County. Oh. You know. There you go. Thank you for the correction, then. Yonk. Yonk. My God. Coo. Um, oh, God. Most, the greatest of all time. Most songs picked correctly. Uh, there's a four-way tie with 18, and that was Wampa, four, Wampa 3. Heartbreak Tony B. Um, was Jeez. a pluser. Keener and J.F. JF Fakan. Fagan, Fagan. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, great. Yes, thank you. Uh, most spots correctly picked was five from J Rod eight three zero two. Nice job, J Rod. Um, pretty respectable. Pretty respectable. We had a uh, opener of one sweet world. Do you think a lot of people called it? I mentioned this, Jake, in the, um, in the when we talked about the show. I said, even I called One Sweet World. Do you think anybody else called it? It's got to be enormous. I mean, really, I mean, it, it's well over. It's got to be over 100. 205 people. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yes. 205 people. I think that's got to be a record right there. Most... We would be better off naming the people that didn't pick it. I, exactly. Th- that was the most predictable opener probably in the history of ever. Um, even Joe got it. Um, and then <laughs> Halloween, though, is a closer. A little bit trickier. You think people called Halloween? I I certainly didn't see it coming, so I would say that's going to be incredibly low. I would think low, too, but 65 people actually thought so. So, man, that's crazy. One person actually spotted Halloween, and that's Big Eyed what? Monkey. Yep, that's Big Eyed Monkey 78. Nice job, Big Eyed Monkey 78. Um, I mean, but that means you picked 23 songs. Holy cow. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, yep, yep. That means he picked um, he picked 23 up. He didn't overpick it all. So, yeah, that's quite impressive. That, that's really good. Nice job, big guide. Um, as far as getting both the opener and closer, we had 28 people. And that's pretty high. And I think because they're both pretty, pretty well, at least one of them, once we were it's very predictable, that made it a little bit easier. But, um Nobody actually got spotted. You know, Big Eyed did not spot the closer and also get the opener. He only got the closer. So nobody was able to get both. So our rare song for um, for that show was Halloween. And uh, 80 people picked it. And as we mentioned, the one person spotted it. So nice job, Big Eyed. That takes us wow. to... Wait, how many How many people picked it? I'm sorry, I missed that. 80 people picked it. So a lot, 80 wow. people picked it. 65 picked it as the closer. 80 people in general picked it. So... Um, wow, people. that's much higher than I ever thought it would be. For a rare song, you know, what for considered a rare song from a show, that's got to be one of the higher numbers. Yeah, 80. Um, again, Jake, just says that there's not that rare of a song from this show that you're so fond of. Love it. Um, what would you put the percentage of, um, what would you say, how about, um, what, was the, what was probably the most one? Uh, Bismarck, Bob Law, got any guesses on any of those? Um, I would guess that Bismarck's higher than Bob Law. You're right. Bismarck was at 89% picked. Bob Law, 78%, um, which were the highest picked songs. Um, you know, uh, uh, Robbie Lemke 
Call was the only person to spot Tripping Billies at the 22 spot, which is pretty impressive. You ain't kidding. Yeah, she Dreaming was. Trees was the only person to spot Satellite, which is pretty impressive. Um, wow. Yep, two people spotted If Only, Bee Bears and American Baby One, which was awesome. Um, so really, really nice job. A lot of good spots there. A lot of people calling things that others did not see coming. So um, pretty impressive. But yeah, 48% of the people were able to spot the opener. One Sweet World. That is, that's insane. That was a little predictable. A little predictable. I mean, t- check me if I'm wrong here, Sandy, but that's like literally almost half the people. <laughs> So that takes us to the overall standings. Do you have them, Jake, or would you like me to I, go over them? I, I do have them. I, I kind of have them from last week, and I kind of will mess it up if I say it. So let me just say who's in the lead now, and believe it or not, it's the guy we keep telling you, watch out for him. Here he comes. It's the Heartbreak Kid, it's Tony happened. B, HBK, Tony B. It's happened. He's overtaken and take, come to the lead. We knew it was a matter of time. It was just, he was creeping, 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 and he's up there big now. 667 points. He's above uh, last week's number one, Crash 1983. By the way, they're both clusters. We appreciate their support very much. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, he's at 646, which is certainly nothing to sneeze at. No. I mean, that's just craziness. Uh, J Money uh, DMB is sitting there in third. Uh, Paul G83 is at four, and rounding out the top five is Fonzie 58. Eight, eight. They're at 588, 589, and J Money DMB is at 626. Everyone's sort of hanging around a little bit, but you know, mm-hmm. Tony's Tony B's starting to find that that little uh, sweet spot. Yeah, he just took he it just, into another gear right there. Uh, just got to watch out for that. Yeah, that's that's huge. So that's awesome. Watch out for watch out for that guy. That you got to come up with something. Somewhere, yeah, someone the leg or something. <laughs> that's my that's my line. Um, Chad uh, Shadoff is um, up there at for uh, highest average points per show after playing ten or more shows. He's in fourth place, only played ten shows and um, averaging twenty seven points. So would you know that's awesome, fourth place right there. Uh, most songs picked correctly. Um, that's going to be the Heartbreak Kid at 259. He's That's going to help him get it. And uh, most most spots is still Crash 1931 with 40 spots. And uh, the opener's leader goes to Scoobs 144 with six openers. Closer leader goes to Blaze 34 with eight. And um, most closers spotted is still too close of a, uh, of, um, uh, a race to call. Number of people we got Five people with that have spotted four closers, so we'll see if somebody separates from that. And number of opener closer combos still too close to call. A lot of people with two, so we'll see if anybody pulls out with that. Um, but we do have a winner in the most uh, m- most openers and closers spotted combos, and that's Mmish eighty four. eighty four is leading in in that category. Quite, quite impressive. It's not over yet. There's still time to play. People really do win on antsmarching.org. Don't forget, you can win something nice. You can win a bracelet. So you want to play. You want to play all the shows as much as you can, and it will get mailed out to you eventually. So <laughs> do do that and keep on playing and catch the heartbreak kid. Get him. Get him. Exactly. Uh, we've got a bunch of questions. Um, again, we have a plethora of questions. Joe, let's try to uh, – bust through these really really quickly 
and uh, wrap this thing up so people can get home to their uh, commutes and not have to listen to this on three consecutive days. <laughs> uh, the first it. question comes in from uh, Travis Logan. He's at CubbiesFan0579 who asks, uh, at Ants Marching, what was the last performance of DNB 1.0? Was it 62600? If so, I was there. That's cool. Hashtag Ants Podcast. Hashtag Free Dodo. Free Dodo. You know, again, this is something we talked about last week about this whole 1.0, 2.0, 3.0 grouping of, of Dave Matthews Band. I think the term's really loose. You know, um, really in 1998, you had um, three guest singers in some spots. You had Butch playing. I mean, do you want to say that really 1997 was the last show? I don't think you could really put a hard line and say – the band changed at this point with this grouping. Do you agree? I kind of like the idea of being able to, but it's it's just too difficult, I think. I, I, I agree. The term is a little bit loose, and it's just a, a sense of the phases the band was in and the members that were in the band. But because there wasn't hard delineation of when, like, Tim played more or Butch played more or the ladies joined, you know, it makes drawing a hard line difficult. Right. It's just a little crazy. I'm going to do one more uh, real quick, Joe. And that's from Kevin at uh, Kevin Bang 420, who asked that Ants March, uh, at Ants Marching, my father uh, passed away recently, giving new meaning to some uh, DMB songs. Any songs that have special meaning to you? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Kevin, sorry for your loss. Um, it's never a fun time. I lost my father like five years ago, almost uh, to the day, almost. So I know that that kind of sucks. Um Mine's a little more positive, and and I always think uh, I, I like the song anyway. But I was at the show with my pregnant wife at the time in uh, 2001, and when Crush started, that bass hit from Stefan. That was literally the first time that my wife felt our daughter kick her. Really, that was like the reality of just kind of like, oh wow, there's something in me. This is crazy. So because of that, I think that that's uh, more of a positive spin on something as, as more of a, a lamenting kind of flashback thing to something that's um, a little sadder. So I try to try to trend toward the positive things. That's just me. Like it. Like it. Um, Patrick A. Harris at P. Diddy 085. Is that the famous P. Diddy? Um, <laughs> says, at Ants Marching, would you guys be interested in expanding your stats on the app? Total songs played, song counts, etc. Hashtag BNB Hub. Hashtag Ants Podcast. Um, Patrick, we would be interested. I'd be interested to know what exactly you're talking about because you are able to see your individual total number of songs played, um, song counts, number of performances. So maybe you're talking just about the band in general. I'm not too sure, but uh, hit us up and we're always looking for new ideas to improve the app. And there are things already in the works. Hint, hint, hint. Hint, 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 yes. But yes, please uh, mess around a little bit with your um, DMB hub because the stuff there is amazing. Cicero Pashida, Pashida uh, at CPOSH asks uh, at Ants Marching, what's your favorite personally owned piece of DMB memorabilia? Mine is a Carter stick from the 12796 show, hashtag Ants Podcast. Wow. That's a long time ago. That's awesome. I wonder what, I wonder what yeah. stick it actually is because he's changed um... – changed makers a couple times so i wonder what he had in 96 that'd be interesting to see is that the show with let you down i am testing my memory and see if i can find it really really quickly i think that was 12 796 
12796. That was at Rupp Arena in Lexington, Kentucky. I actually listened to that show not too long ago. No, it was not the that was not the um, show with Let You Down. But that's a really that's a really solid show. I mean, open with Seek Up, close with Two Step. I mean, really, fill, fill in the middle. That's not that bad. <laughs> You know, you know what thing I really like, Joe. What's that? This is this is like super cheesy, but I there's a picture of you and me, and uh, Matt, and Callie, love Callie, and Rodrigo, all from uh, Charlottesville. In oh, really? 2010, I believe it was. Um, we were all hanging out, and there's a picture of all of us together. And I always like that picture. I don't know why. It's like one of the things I actually have sitting in my little. I don't know if I've ever even seen it. Yeah, well, I wouldn't let you see it. You would mess it up. <laughs> but you, you are, you are a stick magnet. Am I correct? I, I have, I, I have been able to grab a couple sticks. I've actually started uh, sharing them with others at this point. Um, I do not have one from '96, though. That's pretty impressive. So I like, I would, that would be a pretty good, nice treat to have. Keep hold on to that one. Um, how about a question from Marco? You gonna help me out on this one? A Jeezy. A Jeezy. Marco A Jeezy. Uh, he says, Ants Marching, hashtag Ants Podcast. Why is the prelude to Tripping Billy's called the Nature Intro? Hashtag Free the Heartbeat Intro. Uh, may I take this one, Joe? You, well, first of all, Heartbeat Intro is an intro to PMP Rapunzel. Correct. Right. And so, why is the prelude to Tripping Billy's called the Nature Intro, Jake? Uh, it's because it's wrong. Uh, it shouldn't be the the intro to tripping billies is literally just music played into tripping billies there is a song from the band the samples called nature and dmb used to actually play a portion of nature as an intro into tripping billies and dave would sing nature's all around me that whiny whiny voice that the lead singer from uh from the samples did yeah Yes, uh, Sean was his name. I can't remember his name, last name now. But anyway, they used to do that. And, and because of that, nature got stuck to all the intros of Tripping Billies. The reality is it's not nature. It's not, it sounds nothing like nature. If you have actually heard the song Nature, they are completely unrelated. So it's just an incorrect thing that people call it. It's just like when people used to refer to One Sweet World by saying the Swim Naked outro because Dave would sing, don't you want to swim naked? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it really it had nothing to do with it. it. It was just, it was just not there. Just something not worth mentioning. So that's all. It's just wrong. But if you want to call it nature, you can. But it's wrong. It's wrong. Doesn't have a good that's reason. All. Yeah, that's that's good enough. Uh, J M Sheppy or Shippy as you like to call him at uh, J M Sheppy forty one <laughs> asks at uh, Smarty, which three songs. Would make up your perfect ideal three song encore. Hashtag Ants Podcast, hashtag Frido, hashtag Free Spotlight, maybe while you're at it. <laughs> um, you know, I would love to see if they would do something like maybe like Granny into Tripping Billies into Halloween. Man, that would be uh, 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 <laughs> Like Camden Night 2. Oh, yeah. So I see what you did there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's. It's kind of hard to tell. That's really, that's really hard. I mean, you're going to, you know, I just feel like people are going to go insane. You know, it's like, oh, give me Halloween E1 into um, Last Stop into, um, hmm, what would be be the good, what would be even crazier on top of that? Um, 
Two step. Yeah, yeah, we do two step <laughs> right now. Right now, especially, yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, it's tough. I mean, to that, that the world would end if that happened. <laughs> Halloween last stop, two step, encore. Yeah, <laughs> that would be like literally the craziest thing I ever. Uh, I'm gonna do the next one, Joe, if you if you don't mind. That's from Angela, which is at Angela. And no, I'm not just saying that. It's really what her what her uh, Twitter name is. Uh, at Ants Marching. Hey guys. How do your wife slash families feel about the band and all the work you do for antsmarching.org? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Well, I'll just want to take this one since my uh, darling wife uh, tolerates me as much as she can. You know, she's pretty good with it considering I've dragged her to something like 36 shows. Um, she certainly wasn't a fan when I met her. And I dragged her to a show pretty early in 1998. And I think she begrudgingly became a fan just from me overplaying the songs perpetually and now she's got songs that she likes she's got favorite songs that she likes and, and the same thing with the kids there are songs that they like that they've just heard and they kind of gravitated to a little bit so i i think that they've begrudgingly accepted um my obsessive compulsive nature which i i respect them for that but then again you know i'm paying for the kids college so what are they gonna do you're gonna have to like it right <laughs> and it's not from this <laughs> no, no it's certainly not for this that's for, that's for damn sure uh what do you got for us joe um how about kyle j singletary uh, kyle j singletary says ants marching the band hasn't played last stop since 520 jake Wanna bet we see it at Alpine this weekend? Hashtag in his podcast. Hashtag free dodo. Hashtag can't wait. Jake, the oh, question. Jake, you think we'll hear it? Defi- definitely see it. Definitely, Kyle. Absolutely, Kyle. You're definitely going to see it. Wait. See, you thought I was going to say no to set you up, didn't you, Kyle? I'm not playing. I'm not falling for your ruse, sir. Not going to happen. I actually don't think. There you have it. I actually don't think it'll get played. Wow. Joe said it, not me. Yep. Kyle, talk to Joe. Don't talk to me. <laughs> not, not, not my fault. Uh, Matt uh, Wetzel at uh, Big Wets asks, uh, "What song at Ants Marching? What song has evolved the most in 2016?" Hashtag Ants Podcast. Matt, I think it's a little early, and I'm presuming that you're talking about the new songs. I don't think I don't I don't think you have to limit to that. Really? I mean, okay. we've had some progressions, and you know, in you know, rhyme and reason in the past. And you know others. I, I think I think it can be pretty general. I mean, I don't and I don't have a good answer because, you know, like what would you say with the flute? You know, during the acoustic sets, I, right. I don't I have mean, the acoustic you know, sets that are adding. You know, the acoustic sets were giving it an opportunity to really kind of change some. Of the, even though they weren't taking the biggest advantage of it, it was some things did change. I guess. What do you think is the most changed for this tour? Gosh, you know, I, I really I was thinking more of the newer songs. Yeah, and, and well, maybe just, maybe do the newer songs. You think those you're, those haven't really changed much, though, right? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, you, you can hear you can listen to the first Bismarck and the one from uh, Can the Night too, and you you can hear a little bit of difference. You can hear some things going into it. I actually think that everyone's least favorite song, Death in the High Seas, has evolved the most, and there's a lot more instrumentation going into the song. Hmm. I think it's really making it more fuller, but. Everybody hates it, so yeah. What do I know? They really changed the sexy mf'er part this this time around. Well, yeah, they changed that, but I think that's more. It of hasn't. A, uh, it hasn't evolved though. Right, it's more of a Prince thing than than a evolved. actual physical change. Right. 
Yeah, I, you know what? That's a little bit sad to sad to not be able to like quickly name three things that have evolved. Don't you agree? Yeah, I, I no, I agree with you absolutely. I, you know, tends to that's why two hundred and two people picked One Sweet World as the opener, right? <laughs> First night too. It's the way it is. Dylan Brown Music at Dylan Brown Music says ants marching. What are DMB songs that you would like or love but hate? Seeing live. Hashtag Ann's Podcast. Hashtag Free Dodo. Hashtag Dodo at Alpine. Good one. Hmm. Songs that you yeah. like or love but hate seeing live. Yes. Like or love. I... Yeah, dash. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I don't need to see Ants marching live because i've seen it a lot I, no I think no it says I'm... hate to see hate seeing live so for i think it'd yeah. be easier to narrow down the things that you hate seeing live do any of those things you hate seeing live do you like or love outside of it boy oh boy oh boy that is a tough question i got i gotta be honest with you i can't think of anything that they just butcher, they just butcher live yeah, well actually you know what i take that back i do take that back because I still like Time Bomb from the from the studio, and I think they got that right live twice. And I got to the point where I was just like, "God, please stop playing it! You screw it up every time." Mm-hmm. So maybe Time Bomb for me there would be the one. There you go. That's that a t- would, that's that a would tough be one. it. I don't know. I'll... That's a that's a that's a good question. That's a really good question. Yeah. Um, DMB Deer Creek at DMB underscore Deer Creek asks at Ants Marching, what should be expected for Alpine since it, is, since it is one of the big four venues? Gorge, Deer Creek, SPAC hashtag Ants Podcast. Oh, that's so adorable! You think you're a big four? Oh my god! That's so... <laughs> oh, oh, that's lovely. All right. Anyway. <laughs> What's the next question? Oh, really? I, I, well, I think it's, it's something interesting. It'll be interesting to see for Alpine what is to come. I think we'll see a guest. It seems like we're getting a horn guest. I think you can probably expect a horn guest. A horny guest, Jake, maybe. A horny guest, yes. <laughs> um, might might come out. I would expect a thank, I would expect a thank you chant from the crowd. And, oh, God, please don't. Yep, and you're either going to get thank you as an outro in something... Um, you know, we we actually bounced a question that was from B Rad about that about basically saying don't chant that, please, it'll please happen. don't chant that. But it's going to happen because that's what that's what Alpine does. Yep. So so you can expect whatever. you can expect that. And I said let's expect it. There'll be a surprise or two. I would say. So um, don't know what those are exactly, but I think Alpine will be good. And 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 something else interesting, just a little bit. At least the weather forecast as it is now, it's like. 72 to 75 it's like the perfect temperature wow uh, yeah for a weekend at alpine usually the past few alpines have been blazing heat people are running for shade um you know this is as as of right now going to be an awesome weather alpine so hopefully that means the band is feeling it why well, I, I hope that holds up. Kevin Plyler at uh, Key Plyler asks at Ants Marching, how many set lists do you think the band knows but are listed as unknown? Hashtag Ants Podcast, hashtag Free Dota, hashtag, hashtag DMB Hub. Uh, Kevin, I believe, is talking about stuff that we have listed in Tour Central as uh, early shows in 1992. And then our good friends over at the Almanac have the same thing where we don't know uh, certain shows what the set lists are. 
probably not as many as you think, Kevin, but I think that there are some set lists that they have that, that we, the fans, don't have. And in fact, just a little more on that, um, uh, Dan over with the Almanac has been going through, and our original listing had DMB playing a certain set of uh, shows weekly in 1992, and we got this off of some flyers and some official announcements. We're starting to think that some of that stuff might actually be incorrect. So we're still kind of reworking our way through 1992 and trying to figure out exactly what it is. We just want to be as accurate as possible. So so Dan's done some amazing work over there at the Almanac. We're just trying to, like I said, to get everything as bright as possible. So there might not even be as many 92 shows as we originally thought. I don't think there's as many as you think. I'll just put it that way. Right. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the fans have gone to a, a great lengths of recording and writing down and documenting and archiving and researching more than you would more than the band <laughs> that would have recorded stuff back that early. Um, so I'd expect it to be pretty matched up. Um, exactly. One more question for us, there, Joe. Yeah. Um, oh, geez, you didn't do this. Did you intentionally put this one at the end? Oh, no, I'm sure that was completely by random. I would never do something like that. Geoff, or Jeff, Maxim, uh, at Geoff, at Jeff underscore Maxim, says, Ants Marching, thanks to Joe M. I didn't even read the question yet. Thanks to Joe M. (laughs) for butchering my name. I think we should get a hashtag DMV HUD badge if Joe butchers your names on the Ants podcast. I should have read the question. (laughs) I actually didn't read it. That's funny. I just saw his name as the last question. I'm like, did you? I remember butchering his name, and I thought for sure you just gave me his question for that. But then now I see the question is just to to make fun of me. Ah. Yeah, maybe we'll have a badge for that, except that everybody would have that badge. <laughs> pretty pretty <laughs> much. Uh, we got some shows on the horizon besides Alpine. Um, by the way, just one more little bonus question. This is from Alex Brandt. Uh, I'm hoping, Joe, that you could shed some light on this. It's at Alex M. Brandt. He asks, uh, hashtag Ants Podcast, big Alpine ticket drops in the past few days. For fans who might not know how and why, why do drops happen? Do you think you can shed a little light on sort of the kind of rhyme nor reason behind that, no pun intended? <laughs> Nicely done there. I mean, the, the bottom line is the, the, the venue holds back tickets for a number of reasons. The number of reasons can be promotion use, could be for VIPs, could be for just as a safety for you know ticketing issues that come up. Um, the band actually has tickets held back, so there's a number of things that get held back. The ones, the the most drops that you end up seeing are from ticket holds that they reserved back for promotional use that they just didn't end up using. These are tickets that they give to radio stations to advertise the shows shows in town, and they'll be giving away if the fifth caller calls in. They give those tickets to radio stations and whoever else. They they, they just they don't know exactly how many they're going to need when the tick show goes on sale. They just hold back a certain amount, and then at some point they determine, oh, you know what, we're not going to need these, so let's go ahead and sell them. So... Um, you know, those are some of the drops, you know, they just naturally hold some back for, you know, VIPs and stuff like that. And as they get closer and closer to the show, they get a better sense of how is their supply and what's, what's their likely demand. And if they have just a boatload of extra tickets, they're happy to throw them up on the website. Usually those drops, they happen, I would say normally in around the 10 o'clock time frame, 10 a.m., but, um, it's not unheard of that suddenly at 7 p.m., 
to get a text message that um, a ticket drop has happened for a major venue. So you just always have to kind of keep checking the site or watch the forums for people posting about it. Exactly. And basically, there's nothing to read into. It doesn't mean that something drastic has happened. No. Like suddenly couldn't sell 10,000 tickets. Uh, Yeah. If that's the worry, if that's the worry, Alex, no, this is so this is very much standard protocol. Yeah, so we've got the Alpine shows coming up, and then we've got two other shows um, in the week. Uh, one is in Moline, Illinois. Moline. Have you ever been to Moline there? I've driven through Moline. Did not stop. Yeah, did not stop. It's right on the Iowa border, if I'm not mistaken. Is, is it Davenport that's on the other side? You got Am it. Am I correct? Yep. Yeah, and, and the band has played Davenport they, before. Is that where, like, the world's biggest truck stop is? The world, the world, let me look this up. The world's... I, I'm, I, I actually don't drive a truck. Um, <laughs> My my uncle Buzzy did, but he he died uh, 25 years ago, so I can't ask Uncle Buzzy, unfortunately. But um, yeah, it's it's up there. But you know, Davenport's a pretty big city, and the bands played there before, and they have casinos there, so it's a nice little spot if you want to go over there. And then uh, Bonner Springs, Kansas, which is great for Dave because then he could say lost somewhere in Kansas and actually be correct. Ah, funny. <laughs> I've been waiting for that like literally the entire podcast. I've please, please, please do St. Louis. Yes, that would be hilarious. Yeah, so, uh, so there you have it. Anything else, Joe? You want to throw in there before uh, the big Alpine shows? Mm, nope. Um, you know, come find me at the shows, and uh, we'll be exactly. Uh, we'll be playing. Say hi to Joe M. He he will give you a fist bump at the least. At the least, we'll be uh, we'll play we'll be playing a little chicken pig in the lots. Absolutely, look for chicken pig. Good job, chicken pig. That's the first chicken pig. Reference inconceivable. It was only said once. Drink. I cannot believe it. Wow. Great. So, again, thank you again. Hopefully, Matt will uh, return from jolly old England very well and have everything straightened out over yonder. Aww. That was like the worst accent of all time. <laughs> so, uh, thank you, Joe, again. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB.